0: What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book per- You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, we are off and running on another November college football edition of What's the Spread. Miles on sports here. Mr. Brad Thomas, back, back at you again. Back at it again. Talk about the weekend's best games and the best bets and the best way to beat your bookie my friend it is november as we said last weekend what a wild weekend of football we saw
1: oh my god oh my god
0: you you know had your concerns about the lsu alabama game and they came to fruition not only did lsu cover that spread they got the outright win in overtime and it was absolutely wild what a move by brian kelly at the right time.
1: Dude, I knew they were going to go for it too. Um, But once again, miles, once again, poor clock management at the end of a game, poor clock management. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Like it's the small things you have to check the box. If you want to be a champion, if you want to be good, you don't need to worry about those small things. But if you want to be a champion, you have to check those boxes. Um, But I am, I am a little relieved that we lost that game. And you, I say that uh, with all sincerity because we weren't a national championship team. Like, as clear as day. There's no greater letdown than getting to the national championship and losing. Like, yeah, I, I, I should know. I, yeah, you know, like you're you're so close, but we didn't have a caliber team. And now I get a consolation prize that Alabama will probably be playing in Orlando, and I'll be able to go watch that game.
0: Well, it's been that kind of season. Uh, Clemson, as we also said, those poor performances are going to catch up to you, and they Pretenders. sure did. On, on Saturday night, wow, Notre Dame just the, – the Notre Dame defense completely dominating that Clemson offense. Not something that we were used to, but not something that we didn't expect. Um, you know, those, those problems finally came to the forefront for Clemson, and they are not what they used to be. I'm yeah. not saying that they can't get back to that. But what I am saying is this is not the Clemson that we saw with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, and they're a little ways off from that right now. Um, so very interesting to see where Clemson goes. We know the Bama will be, will be back, and we know that they will be fine. But um, uh, but let's see if Clemson can get back. But as for right now, they are still in the top ten, but number nine and number ten. Uh, that was the biggest story of the weekend. Uh, essentially, those two, you know, story programs getting eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, let's let's get into our top six. I'll go ahead and start. Listen, the committee has it right. Uh, you know, not something that I said in my instant reaction video because it's boring. But honestly, I mean, we've got four undefeated Power Five teams at this in the season they've got to be in the top four in in my opinion i think those should be those teams should be in the top four it doesn't matter really what order you have i have georgia number one my only difference from the committee is michigan is my number two team ohio state number three prove it on the field this michigan team is better than they were last year they absolutely dominated ohio state in this game last year this game is two weeks away i think michigan looks like a more complete team they look more physical up front they look like they ha- that they have their identity ironed out. Um, they they just look a little more cohesive right now. They're more healthy. Uh, and I think that Michigan, and uh, again, here, it's two weeks away. I'm already talking about it. Um, I think Michigan and, and Jim Harbaugh comes in with the same game plan against Ohio State, and it's up to Ryan Day to counter that and and see if we can get the win. But for now, Michigan will be my number two team, Ohio State number three, TCU at four. But let me tell you, they're, they're hanging out by a thread. I know they're undefeated. I did not expect that undefeated, but at this point and what they've done, you know, up and out, I have got them at number four. Number five, it's got to be Tennessee. You know, I had them as my number one team last week. Did not expect them to get dominated against Georgia like they were, um, but I think that we'll see them bounce back. And Oregon is my number six team. I almost had Oregon over Tennessee. Right, I I, I was very close to having Oregon at five and Tennessee at six, but I didn't want to drop. Drive- Tennessee that far for being my number one team because Oregon has won eight games in a row and they are a hurricane right now. I mean, just absolutely do- Uh, another they're on fire today, they're on absolute yeah. fire. On fire, Bo Nix is playing at the top of his game. Dan Lenning has the believing in themselves. Oregon's a dangerous team. Oregon wins out, they're in. I think they should be in. Um, see, but 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 this is the point where I have trouble because if at the end of the season, if Oregon is tw- a 12 and one. Power Five champion and Tennessee saying they're eleven one. I think Oregon should get in, but 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 as of right now, I, I will have Tennessee at five, Oregon at six. All right, I'm done.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have Georgia at number one, Ohio State at number two, and the only reason uh, I don't have Michigan above Ohio State, even though I think Michigan is the better team, is because I think those things balance themselves out. So I'm not going to downgrade Ohio State for their performance against Northwestern. Um, anybody who you know worked on that game covered that game prior to the game, knew that it was going to be a slot fest. Um, like, you know, I was all over the running game for that game because I knew that's what's going to happen. So I am not, I don't care about that performance. Um, I have TCU at four. I do have Oregon at five. I mean, excuse me, I do have Tennessee at five. I do believe they are a better team than Oregon. But like you said, if Oregon goes and runs through the conference, especially with how well USC and UCLA and Utah are all playing, they're going to be in the top four for me uh, yeah. if, TC, say, if TCU loses. Um, and I do think that we'll talk about TCU and their chances to win this weekend. Uh, since we've covered this top, top six, ours are, I think they're identical. Let's get into the first game of the weekend. UCF coming off back to back close calls, taking on Tulane. One of the hottest starts since Sean King was quarterback of Tulane. Tulane is a one and a half point favorite. I think they're the green waves. What you got for this game?
0: How about giving some love to the group of five? I, I I wanted to kick off our picks. I don't think we've done a group of five game yet. This is great. Uh, so good for the American. And imagine how great this game would be in an expanded playoff where six conference champions get automatic bids. This would be huge. This is why they're yeah. expanding the playoffs, folks. Number twenty-two UCF, number seventeen Tulane. I was on Tulane originally. It's going to be really tough for UCF to go in there and get that win. And I really like Tulane defense. However. Still I was very surprised that UCF ranks second in the conference in scoring defense, third in the conference in total defense, behind Tulane, who is the best defense in the conference, with 60.9 points per game. Wow, I am taking the Knights here to come in, uh, come in here, get to win. It's either going to be Johnny's Plumley, it's going to be Mikey King, but both have their strengths and weaknesses. You see a forward one that's a spread in the last five games. Only thing I'm concerned about, again, that Tulane defense help you. He has 270 total yards in this game last season, but I think it's going to be uh, a close game on both sides. I've got UCF getting a 2-3 win
1: here. Yeah, I'm on UCF as well. Uh, I saw a fun, a little fun trend. The underdog is five and one in this matchup in the last five meetings, five and one against the spread. Um, I, I think that UCF's ability to run the ball with their two-headed monster is phenomenal. It, it actually makes up for if Mikey Keene's going to play or John Reese Plumley, And one thing about John Reese Plumley, I was kind of down on him to start the season, but what Galf Malzahn has done with Plumley in turning this once wide receiver quarterback into a quarterback who can actually throw the ball and is a legitimate dual threat weapon has been absolutely insane. And the last thing I'm going to say about this game because I don't want to harp on it too long, UCF has done a great job of playing really good defense. I'm really surprised to see that this UCF high-powered yeah. offense yeah, Kem's Gus on comes into town. It only takes him two years to turn into a defensive juggernaut. So give me the knights here.
0: Well, and you're gonna need that in the Big 12 next year, right? So so that's that's a big turnaround for them. You can have the flashy offense, but they're playing defense in the Big 12 now. It's it's gonna be a different league. All right, let's go ahead into the college game day action here. We got number four TCU going on the road today. Number 18, Texas. This is the Saturday night fall. Texas is favored by seven. And before I give my pick, I want to harp back to the Georgia-Tennessee game last week real quick where I felt like Vegas was laying a trap. And listen, I picked Tennessee, and I also put a lot of money on Tennessee plus 10 because I thought there was no way that they couldn't cover 10 points. I mean, really, I I thought there was no way. I thought, listen, because I almost went money line, and I said, no, I'm taking the 10. I'm like, there's no way. And it happened. Vegas laid the trap. The entire public took it, and that's how casinos are built. I I mean, what a story just from a betting perspective yeah. last Saturday that not a lot of people paid attention to. 90% of the bets were on Tennessee, folks. That, oh my God. that is huge. That's we thought it, <laughs> we I really thought it was did. a layup. I really did. You know, I, I I felt like this has to be a trap. They're giving them so many points. Um, they were right. So the reason I bring that up is because I get very similar vibes from this game. Texas being seven-point favorites at home. TCU is the team that's undefeated, 9-0, before the college football playoff rankings. Texas has three losses, but if you look at the advanced metrics, you know it shows that Texas is still a very good football team. But TCU is 7-1 against the spread this year. I'm taking the Horned Frogs plus seven. If I get beat two weeks in a row by Vegas, so be it. But I will take the touchdown. I don't know if TCU wins the- Game. I really don't. But what I do know is that Max Duggan and Kendrick Miller are absolutely tearing it off on the offensive side. 508.7 yards per game, good for fourth in the nation. But Texas, we got by Burma- Texas last week because we both took Kansas State.
1: We did get Robinson,
0: Burma- <laughs> Have mercy. 209 yards on the ground, 14 touchdowns on the season.
1: Never been so sick as somebody.
0: DC's defense is not good. So that worries me because – I think Texas can take control of this game, but when you've got TCU averaging 508 yards per game, and you're giving me plus seven. I'm gonna take TCU.
1: Little scary, man, but I'm gonna go with Texas here. Uh, Texas is dominant at home. They have been dominant at home five and one against the spread in their last six home games. Um, just to touch on that Tennessee game, man, me tracking the the line movement throughout the week saved me a ton of money. I had a massive bet on Tennessee, right? And then on Saturday morning, I'm building up the stats for the stats in the show sheet for our Saturday college football show. And I'm like, wait, how is all of this money on Tennessee yet the line is moving in the opposite direction? I was like, why, 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 why? It didn't make sense. I don't go with reverse line movement too much, but it did scare me. Um, So I was able to cash out for a little bit. I still took my L, but yeah, you said it. Kendra Miller, Mac Dugan, beast, beast, beast. I have no objection. The only thing that I think is this is one of those moments where, the books are t- telling me which line to take. Seven for Texas. I think Bijan Robinson is yep. run it all over the team. Uh, this game ultimately comes down to which Quinn Ewers shows up. Uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. So anytime I get high-scoring games, it's kind of like a lot of a lot of uh, variance. Um, so this would be personally a game I probably wouldn't put an actual bet on because I don't want to bet on variance. But man, what a story would it be? TCU for the first time in program history. It's ranked in the top four college football program, and then they lose by more than seven the, the same week. That would just, like, destroy them.
0: Well, TCU can't afford a slow start. Can't. Um no. Like, like no. they've had a lot. They, they've they had a lot of come, uh, come from behind wins this year, and I got nothing against come from behind wins. You win how you want to win, but you best believe that Texas faithful alumni students they're showing up for this game they're going to be up for this game game day is here it's a night game um they're they're favored by seven they they will be up for this game so tcu better be ready if tcu loses this game it makes things very interesting in that college football playoff race yes it does
1: let's go to the game that i'm not looking forward to alabama (laughs) 12 point favorite at old miss i'm gonna start this off i'm taking old miss uh plus 12 alabama one in four, one in five against the spread. in Their last four, last five or six games, um, they're three and seven against the spread in their last ten against Ole Miss. When they play teams with dual threat quarterbacks, they get toasted. So far this season, the teams that they've played on the road have toasted them. Texas toasted them. Uh, they had over three hundred and seventy total yards. They allowed nineteen points, and most of that was with Quinn Ewers. Um, and then he became, and then he became unable to play after getting hurt, and they barely survived. Then they played against, uh, they played against uh, LSU, who carved them up for over 370 yards, uh, 32 points. They played against ASU, 52 points, 560 yards. They played against, I'm forgetting one team. Oh, Arkansas even carved them up with late last minute heroics, late game blow away to cover the spread there. Nick Saman has a big problem. His secondary is the issue. Um, you know, he said he's going to try players out. He needs to find some dogs. Um, and people want to talk about NIL being the reason that, Nick Saban in Alabama are going downhill. I don't think so. Uh, like I, looking across the board, that whole team is all five stars. Like we're not going to talk about that. What I do think it is, and I, Nick Saban, if you ever listen to this podcast, please, please, please don't take this as disrespect. But as Nick Saban has gotten older, and now that he knows that you know a player can leave at any moment, he's soft. He is so soft on these players now. Then what happened to the time when he would get these damn thugs coming out there. Some goons. They were hard. Nick Saban would be yelling at him. They wouldn't care. They would go out there and snatch a body on the field. Now these players would run wrong routes. They drop passes. They blow assignments. They go the, They to the sideline. Nick Saban just gives them the look. They go back. They count their NIL check and they'd be happy. Like That stuff Like, and I think a lot of that has to do with the type of coaching he has around him as well. Like when you have a Kirby Smart, a uh, Lane Kiffin, guys who you know are a little bit more relatable than a Bill O'Brien or a Pete Golding uh, to the players, they want to help hold themselves to a higher standard. Um, now it's we just go to Alabama and we think we're going things will be given to us. No, when you put that A on your helmet, you are the target now. No one in this world wants to beat any other team more than they want to beat Alabama.
0: Here's the thing: Alabama has not only made every other team in the SEC better; they they've made other programs in the country. Yeah. because they have set the standard going into this year. Now looking back at it at, in absolutely brutal road schedule at Texas, at Tennessee, at LSU, it was going to be hard to expect them to come out of that with only one loss. They're sitting there with two. Yeah. But my point is, is that you can't, you know, it, it, it's so difficult to keep up that level of success when other programs are using you as the bar.
1: Exactly. That's,
0: that's what's happening. Brian Kelly left Notre Dame because he wanted to beat Nick Saban, because yeah. he was tired of losing to the Nick Sabans of the world because he didn't think he could get it done at Notre Dame because the bars that's were right. set.
1: Yeah. And he so he goes so to
0: bad. LSU where he's got his players, and okay, so he gets Saban the first time around. There's going to be plenty more meetings uh, in the coming years, but but that's just a good example of what these coaches are looking for, what these programs are looking for. Um, it, you know, it, It's also what we talked about when we first talked about expansion, it's going to make everybody else better yeah. in the long run. Uh, NIL will make everybody else better in the long run. But those top programs are still getting you know 60% of the top recruits, Georgia, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Alabama. We'll continue to see that. Now, looking at this weekend, I feel better because uh, my plan was to follow your lead, but Ole Miss plus 12 was my pick. I just didn't know if you were going to go the other way because last week I was on Bama. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> Bama going to get them –
1: I would say this: Bama should have won that game. Um, but I don't care who you are; it is hard to win night games in Death Valley. Like,
0: oh it is one of the toughest places to play. There's, there's no doubt.
1: There were so many snap infractions issues because they can't audible because of the noise. I was really surprised, like, how that game turned out. But go ahead, tell me why you like uh, what you're going to do with this
0: game. Yeah, so I like Ole Miss plus twelve here. It's a lot of points. Um Ole Miss has a high offense. They rely on the running game. LSU averaged over five yards per carry last week. Even though Alabama's rusty defense does rank highly, LSU dashed them on the ground last week. So um, I, I think that Lane Kiffin will come in with a very similar gameplay, and He'll be able to keep this within 12. Only Miss yeah. averages 37.4 points per game. And then I also have here, it's gut check time for Alabama. There's blood in the water. This is I, – I don't believe this is this is a situation where Alabama is pissed. They're going to win by 20. No, I think it's the opposite. I think there's blood in the water – Ole Miss knows that Alabama is vulnerable. They got him at home, so now's the time. Um,
1: you, you so you know what's we'll going to be interesting?
0: is too many. You
1: know what's going to be interesting that twelve o'clock LSU versus Arkansas game. If Arkansas upsets LSU, Alabama tees off at three thirty. It's going to mean something. How about the that LSU more?
0: spread being a sneaky little three, three and a half points?
1: I, I think LSU loses about this that. weekend. This is a massive I, letdown. I'm point.
0: saying watch on out. On the road? Oh, on the
1: Absolutely. Road. Oh, against the Arkansas team who is – now Arkansas is Just underrated. The Liberty. They're underrated. Sam Pittman yeah, is going to but... be like, guys, they don't expect us to win. Just go out there and have fun. Compete. It's, I can hear him in the locker room right now. He's someone you want to play for. Uh-huh.
0: Keep your eye on that one. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah. And that would open the door for Ole Miss. In, 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 would, in, would, in the uh, SEC West, they are not out of this. Um, that You know, obviously, LSU has the tiebreaker over Ole Miss, but, but but they are still in it. All right, um, yeah. let's go to Washington and Oregon. We talked about Oregon a little bit earlier. This is a 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time start, so it's a night game in the Austin Zoo. Oregon is minus 13 and a half, and I am all over the Ducks here. Quack, 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 Against the spread this year, they are 5-0 against the spread in the last five games. On the other side, Washington. 0 5 against the spread in their last five games. Started off the year red hot. Haven't been very good since against the spread. Washington 1 8 against the spread in the last nine games on the road. When we were talking about the Austin Zoo at night, everybody saw how good an that was in that Oregon UCLA game. The Washington defense has allowed 39 or more points in three of their last five games. Oregon is averaging 48.1 points per game during this incredible eight game win streak. This is not the Oregon of old that lets. Down. This Oregon team is on a mission. And they have it since they lost to Georgia. They could have laid down their season. They totally have. They could have laid it down. I mean, they got absolutely pummeled in Atlanta, across the country. They come back. They get to work. And look at the Ducks. Dan Lanning is the man um, for for what he has done in in year one.
1: If Oregon run the table. Give me the Ducks. If Oregon run the table and they don't make it to this college football playoff, I would think the whole system is fricked because they will lose yes, to the number they, one they, team in the they nation have to. and then destroy everyone. But I am on the Ducks as well. Washington defensively has has regressed from last year. The reason we were betting them early is because their defense was so good last year, and now they're not. I don't see them stopping uh, this Bone led squad who scored 40-plus in just about every single game, with the exception of Georgia. Bone Nicks for Heisman is a legitimate thing now. The door's wide open because if they win the Pac-12, why can't Bo Nicks win the Heisman? Um, give me the Ducks. They are massively good at covering the spread. And Dan Lanning is finally getting some defense implemented in the Pac-12.
0: Yeah, in, in, in Oregon, glad we're on the same side uh, on this one. This will probably be when I'm a, a few beers in and maybe hammer this, this Oregon <laughs> spread on Saturday night. But um, going, going back to the Tennessee-Oregon argument, this is where it gets difficult. You know, you put Tennessee and Oregon on a neutral field tomorrow. I, I think Tennessee wins that game because I think they're more talented. But if if Oregon wins out here with the with the backload of the schedule they have and the Pac-12 championship that they will have and eleven yeah. one, you got to put them in. But but that's where it gets difficult. It doesn't mean that Tennessee isn't deserving an eleven and one. But Tennessee will not be playing on the most important weekend in college football. We've said this.
1: It's it matters.
0: Championship Saturday is the most important day in college football. It is the last impression you get in front of the committee. Yeah. We've seen teams make it that don't play on that day, but it is very rare. I think Bama and Ohio state were the only ones to ever do it. Yep. Um, it's, it's very difficult. So Tennessee, what a season they're going to finish 11 and one, and they're going to look really good, but they're going to need some help. They're if they want to find their way into that top four.
1: I still think UCLA wins the PAC 12, um, but their low loss was to Oregon, but at Oregon, uh, it was a lot closer than it was a lot closer than what, what the score suggested. Um, but either way, this was fun, Miles. Another great week in the books, guys. If you are not doing this, go on Twitter, follow us at What's the Spread underscore. Again, that's What's the Spread underscore. We are giving our weekly breakdown of the college football playoffs. More videos to come. We're gonna do some small quick hits for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like and rate the podcast. Take care.